It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you to another episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Hope you guys had as good of a weekend as you possibly can. Uh, Given the circumstances around uh, the United States and, of course, around the world with everybody uh, dealing with the coronavirus in some way, shape or form, social distancing, quarantine, sick, um, trying to stay away, trying to do what all of a sudden is life. We appreciate you being with us. We hope you, again, had as good of a weekend as you possibly can. I got a little relaxation. Uh, I did not. I work all weekend. I work seven days a week. I work nonstop, uh, much to the chagrin of others uh, and me from time to time. Uh, So uh, we are back and we are here and there's a lot to talk about. Coming up in this episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast, the Redskins make three free agent signings official. And we'll tell you why that's, again, important. On top of that, Quentin Dunbar on the trading block, or has he already been on the trading block? And why I feel bad for the Washington Redskins and a mock draft Monday. Uh, we have a couple of mock drafts for you. Good to have you with us. So let's get started right away uh, with this. And that is that the Redskins did indeed find a way uh, over the weekend to make the re-signing of John Bostic official, as well the signing of Kendall Fuller official, and the signing of Wes Schweitzer official. Now, you might be saying, Chris, what's the big deal? We knew those guys were coming. We knew they agreed to contracts last week, right? And you're right. They did. They agreed to contracts. But as we know, a contract cannot become official until a player passes a physical. And in some cases, it's no big deal. In some cases, it is a big deal. Again, I continue to point out This was part of the logistics and problem with the NFL starting free agency when they did is that players can't come to the team facility to be checked out and to have a physical administered by the team's doctors, so on and so forth. It's a lot of the logistics. Some can do want to do it. Some don't want to do it. Uh, Some want to go only to their doctor. I mean, doctors are stressed right now. We shouldn't be asking for multimillionaires. Uh, to be taking physicals if they are dealing with symptoms and patients and whatever of coronavirus. And I'm not trying to be ridiculous here, but this is all part of the problem. And we have seen contracts that have been agreed to. And I always point back to Bashad Breeland when he left Washington to go to Carolina and also Ryan Grant when he left Washington to go to Baltimore, where guys get injured and for whatever reason... They can't pass a physical, and maybe it's buyer's regret. I don't know, but those deals then get voided because they're not official until you pass a physical and until they're actually signed, and you can't sign a deal until you pass a physical, and the team signs off on it. So that's why it's important to note that Kendall Fuller is officially in the fold. 
that Wes Schweitzer is officially in the fold, and as well, John Bostic is now officially back and in the fold. So I wrote up this piece for um, redskinsreport.com, and I'll also have it on at Locked Redskins and uh, as well uh, on my Twitter, at WrestleMania621, and you can follow me on Facebook and all that stuff. Uh, there were a couple of cool little video uh, messages. The Redskins social media team is doing a really good job of having their players uh, reach out, do different little video things. Uh, some players are doing it on their own. Some players are not. Um, clearly, with John Bostic, who was here last year, uh, it, there wasn't a whole lot of personality there. But John Bostic came back uh, and sent out a little video hello uh, to Redskins fans. And as part of the Redskins Press release, we'll just give you a couple little details, of course. Um, Bostic, 86 games, started 62 of them. Of course, he did a pretty good job last year with the Redskins, uh, all things considered. Uh, again, he wasn't paid a whole lot, and there wasn't a whole lot of expectations. You know, there was for Landon Collins. There wasn't for John Bostic. In his career, six and a half sacks, 415 tackles, 260 solo, two interceptions, 12 passes defensed, and two fumble recoveries uh, in his career. So John Bostic officially back, started all 16 games last year with the Redskins, a career-high 105 tackles, 56 solo, uh, of course leading the position group uh, and finishing just below Landon Collins. Uh, uh, people say, well, you know, like Landon Collins had all these tackles. Well, that's not always a good thing. The Redskins couldn't stop the run, uh, number one, and they couldn't get off the field on third down, so there were opportunities there uh, and and all that. So I don't want to keep beating up on Landon Collins. That's not fair to him. I'm just saying I don't think he had as good of a year as others do, uh, but I could be missing something. Uh, back to Bostic. One sack, one interception, two passes defensed, and three tackles for a loss, according to Redskins PR and the press release that they issued over the weekend with the little video. Again, you can see more at RedskinsReport.com. How about Wes Schweitzer, whose full name is Weston? Uh, at Wes, or I should say, at W. Schweitzer, uh, spelled S-C-H-W-E-I-T-Z-E-R, 71 at W Schweitzer 71. You can see this little video that he put up, or you can just simply go to redskinsreport.com uh, and pull up the story. And again, we'll post it everywhere else. He did 15 full body weight pull ups. Uh, the last couple weren't full, but they were pretty damn close at 325 pounds, which is what he weighs. And you know, imagine, again, the home gym secured to the wall, anchored to the wall, and he is holding on with his two arms, uh, two hands extended to the arm, full arm length, and he took a video, or his wife, his girlfriend, whoever, um, took a video of it, and all you see is just this massive hulk of humanity doing all these pull-ups, and he stops at about 12 or 13, and then he finishes the last two or three, uh, because it is hard as you know what. Uh, just a pretty impressive display of raw strength from the newest Redskin, Wes Schweitzer, uh, who comes across from the Atlanta Falcons, as we told you about last week, going into his fifth NFL season. Uh, originally a sixth-round pick, number 195 overall in 2016, 46 regular season games, 36 starts, so plenty of starting experience. You know, you would expect he's probably going to be the starting left guard, but we'll see what happens with Wes Martin. Uh, last year, 
uh, I should say in 2018, he started 13 games uh, for the Falcons uh, on their offensive unit. You know, they averaged almost 390 yards per game, 6.16 yards per play, which was the sixth best yards per play offense in the NFL. The year before that, now this was the first year after Kyle Shanahan had left, Schweitzer started all 16 games. Uh, and the offense averaged less, 364.8 yards per play and 5.93 yards per play. But it was third best in the NFL that particular year. So offenses in general were a little bit down. So again, Wes Schweitzer officially uh, in the fold for the Washington Redskins. And then one last one, Kendall Fuller. Uh, As you know, the whole story was drafted here in the third round, um, traded away after a great breakout, second year in the NFL, third round pick number 84 overall in 2016, part of the Alex Smith trade, uh, started 31 of 55 regular season games in his career with both the Redskins and the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. 225 tackles, 172 solo, six interceptions. Oh, by the way, one interception to end the Super Bowl. 26 passes defended and two forced fumbles. Uh, Five postseason games, four starts for the Chiefs, 18 tackles, 13 solo, the one interception, three passes defensed, registered four tackles, three solo, with an interception, of course, as we mentioned, and two passes defended in Super Bowl 54 to help out the Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, In Fuller's last year in 2017 with the Redskins, 16 games, six starts, of course, playing primarily nickel, so you're not always going to start. 60 tackles, 42 solo, two for a loss, 10 passes defended, four interceptions. At age 22, as they point out, Redskins PR became the youngest member of the Redskins to record at least four interceptions in a single season since Sean Taylor registered the same four interceptions in 2004 at the age of 21. So welcome back officially, officially, officially to Kendall Fuller. Uh, He also put out a cool little video, um, you know, saying how excited he is to meet the staff and get to work and to be back with the Redskins. He won a Super Bowl. Great for him. He gets a nice contract, you know, four years, 40-ish million dollars. Uh, So he gets paid. He feels good. He's back home. Uh, The Redskins, it's interesting. They didn't really mention in the press release about the actual Alex Smith trade, because I know they know that that's kind of like, ah, you know, uh, but whatever. Uh, so Fuller, Schweitzer, and John Bostic officially in the fold. As far as the other draft uh, draft picks, free agents uh, agreements, uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis uh, and the two off, uh, not the two offensive linemen, um, the one remaining uh, offensive lineman, uh, which is Cornelius Lucas, and as well, Sean Davis, those guys have not uh, been able, uh, uh, the tight end Logan Thomas, the running back J.D. McKissick, they have not been able to get those contracts officially ratified just yet, which means they either have taken a physical and I, I guess hasn't been approved or there's a delay or that those players have not taken a physical yet and therefore have not signed their contracts. All right, so that's the very latest there from over the weekend, all three of those. When we return right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, happy birthday to one of the legends. We will get to that as well. We'll also 
kind of focus in on what the Redskins could do at tight end. We'll touch on that. Uh, plus, we have Mock Draft Monday, all still to come right here on LOR. What's up, guys? If you've been a listener of this podcast, the Locked On Redskins podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Redskins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Redskins fans, just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Locked On Redskins fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On Podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, that's text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcasts.com slash advertising we look forward to hearing from you is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we welcome you back to the Locked On Redskins podcast. So over the weekend, Saturday, specifically March 21st, not only was it World Down Syndrome Day, uh, which I celebrate in honor because of my son, Tyler, uh, who is almost 19, but it was also Adrian Peterson's 35th birthday. So happy birthday, AP. The Redskins uh, did a good job with a bunch of uh, little gifts and all that stuff. Randy Jordan, his long time, well, now long time, now going into his third year uh, with the Redskins position coach and his wife, uh, I assume it was his wife, um, did a nice little video thing uh, with the whole Yo Adrian thing. Uh, and again, we put this up, redskinsreport.com uh, as well. Uh, also, the Redskins did a cool little a birthday cake gift where uh, they have a little, you know, behind the line of scrimmage uh, kind of view, and it's Dwayne Haskins dropping down and throwing kind of like sidearm uh, a pass to Adrian Peterson who snatches it, but instead of it being a football, it's a birthday cake. So uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, and, uh, you know, Adrian Peterson keeps going. I mean, obviously, um, look, he had a controversial um, – a controversial past and you know not everybody obviously agrees with what happened there and what he did and I you know I would certainly be included in that category but everybody's a little bit different and you know we all have to play by the same rules and we all have to understand that he was cleared and he was suspended by the NFL and he did whatever he had to do and since coming here he has been a model citizen as far as we know um you know, he's been a good locker room leader. He's been good for the team. And he is going into the final year of his deal. And I would say this. It's 
probably, very likely, that Adrian Peterson is not here next year, but I can't rule it out. You know, because the Redskins simply don't know what they have in Darius Geis. They know what he is when he's healthy. Of course, the problem is he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, They went out and signed J.D. McKissick. Does not look like Chris Thompson is coming back, of course, uh, as we talked about last week. And as well, they have Bryce Love, who... Again, they think they got a major steal on, but it's a complete unknown. And will he even be ready for training camp whenever training camp is? And again, I don't think we're going to see any OTAs. I'd be surprised by that maybe in June, maybe. But, you know, there's going to be a ramp-up process. So I I just don't see any OTAs this year, uh, which is really going to put this team behind because as they try and uh, learn a new system on both offense and defense, to not have that offseason is certainly going to be uh, a big loss. I wonder if they extend training camp. I'm not sure how that's all going to work. We will certainly keep tabs uh, on that. But happy birthday to AP uh, and good for him. Uh, He's been a valuable member of the Redskins for the last two years, even though uh, it hasn't been as many wins and losses as I'm sure he or anybody would like. Also, since the last time we were with you, A bunch of tight ends went off the board, and the Redskins are basically left with not much. Uh, They still, yes, they agreed to terms with Logan Thomas, but since we last left you, Eric Ebron, who I've mentioned a number of times, uh, signed for two years and $12 million. I I don't think the Redskins were interested in him, but I'm really surprised that it was that price and that they had really no documented interest in him. Um, You know, they just must have been totally out on his inconsistency, which I do understand, but here's the problem. When you have not much of anything, it's hard to be that picky, really. Like, I get targeting certain players. Like, they targeted Amari Cooper, and they were willing to splash spend, and they were willing to go way over budget to spend him, uh, to sign him. They didn't necessarily need need him, but certainly he would have made their wide receiver group and therefore their offense a lot better, right? But when you are looking at the tight end depth chart that this team has because they, they know they're going to take one relatively higher in the middle rounds, third, fourth round area, maybe as high as 66 overall uh, with the second pick in the third round. Who knows? Maybe they get a second-round pick. We'll get to Quentin Dunbar in a sec. Um, All of that. Like, you look around and you say, okay, we know we're going to draft somebody, but we don't know who. We don't know how good that person is going to be. We can hope. We can think. We can can hope. just don't know. And you look at the current roster, you're saying Jeremy Sprinkle, Logan Thomas, uh, Marcus Ball, Hale Hentges, uh, Jerome Cunningham. I mean, out of that group, what you're looking for two players right uh pretty much i mean you got plenty of bodies plenty of competition but are those two bodies going to be any good we don't know yet uh and presumably again unless they sign a tight end now there is one big name tight end still available and that's tyler reifert who my my guess would be they're not going to sign because he's probably going to want a multi-year deal worth six, seven, eight, nine million dollars a year. Uh, and Tyler Eifert just doesn't play enough. I mean, if, again, he played 16 games last year. So kudos to him. Congratulations. That must have been not easy 
with the Cincinnati Bengals. But that was the first time in his career that he's played all 16 games. As a matter of fact, the previous three years combined, he played only 14 games. Three years combined. So you just don't know what kind of body you're getting with Tyler Eifert. I can't kill the Redskins if they don't want to go on a multi-year deal. Now, if a team signs him to a one-year $5 million deal, $6 million deal, $7 million deal, I would be kind of disappointed by that especially, again, considering that the Redskins do not have any short-fire answers at tight end. If they had Jordan Reed still, if they had Vernon Davis, if they had, you know, a returning young player that showed a lot of potential, you'd feel better about it. But you can't feel better about Marcus Ball and Hale Hentges and Jeremy Sprinkle and Jerome Cunningham. You just can't. You just can't. So we'll see what happens with that. We will keep you up to date, of course, all throughout the week. And then the last thing and bit of news is Quentin Dunbar, it, it got leaked that he is officially on the trading block, right? Pro Football Talk first had it. Listen, uh, as I've said all weekend since we found out about this, um, there was no going back for Quentin Dunbar. Ron Rivera and the Redskins decided uh, probably a couple of weeks ago, we have no use for this guy at this point. He doesn't want to be here. He wants too much money. He's not happy. He's throwing us under the bus. He's not giving us a chance. He's not buying in. Goodbye. I mean, as good as he is, goodbye. As nice of a success story as he is, goodbye. Let somebody else pay him ridiculous top-of-the-market money for somebody that plays 9, 10 games a year. Um, so... Just because it leaked out on Saturday night doesn't mean that the Redskins haven't been trying to trade him or haven't been open to phone calls. The problem is I don't know how many teams are going to want to pay him $14 million a year, which is presumably what he's looking for, maybe even 15 top of the market, and on top of that, pay the Redskins a second, a third-round pick, whatever it might be, or uh, you know, another blue chipish type player at a need position. I don't know what team would be that silly to do that. I mean, Quentin Dunbar is good. He's real good. But he's not good enough that you say, we have to give this, this, and that. That's the problem. The Redskins are stuck holding the bag, and it kind of sucks. And I feel bad for the Redskins. Uh, we'll get more into this as the week goes along. Uh, but suffice to say, yes, it became public on Saturday night. That doesn't mean that the Redskins haven't tried to trade him previously. That doesn't mean they haven't been open to talking about it. Um, and my guess is, my guess is that it's probably a situation where there's been a lack of interest, certainly again because of the double demand, one from the Redskins and one from the player, and they're trying to drum up interest. They're trying to, like, send a message. Oh, hey, we're open for business. Yep, we're open. The problem is, is when it becomes public officially, there's really no going back. And so if the Redskins kind of leaked it to Pro Football Talk, and I don't know who did, but if they did, then that, to me, kind of lowers his value because teams know you're desperate to get rid of it. Whereas if you're kind of walking, working privately and, 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 and kind of working aside, maybe you have a chance to find that sucker. Now it's going to be really hard to find that sucker. Same thing for Trent Williams. I mean, everybody knows that the Redskins don't want those guys back and those guys don't want to be here.
and they have double demands. The Redskins have a demand, and the player has a demand. And the player demand is what I think, you know, if the player wants out so much, then back down. You know what? Show some faith in me, acquire me, trade for me, and then we'll talk contract. But the players want their cake, and they want it to eat it too. And they don't care about the team, and they don't care that the team is losing an asset. So uh, it's kind of disappointing, quite honestly, on that. We'll come back, we'll wrap it up, Mock Draft Monday with a Mock Draft uh, or two. We'll run it down uh, for you. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we wrap up the show here on a Monday. It is Mock Draft Monday as we record this. So Jordan Reed, no, not that Jordan Reed. No, 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 no. Another Jordan Reed who does a really good job uh, for the Draft Network and the Draft Network dot uh, com. Everybody kind of finding out how good he is at what he does. Uh, and he put out his mock draft 6.0 on Sunday. So it's the freshest mock draft, multi-round mock draft, which is what I'm interested in because almost everybody has Chase Young to the Redskins at number two. And that's what Jordan Reed does have. He has Chase Young to the Redskins at number two, with Joe Burrow going number one. So, I mean, pretty much chalk. Jeff Akuda going number three. Tristan Wirfs from Iowa going number four. I believe that's the first time that I've seen anybody pencil Wirfs in uh, in that number four spot to the Giants. Most people have them taking a left tackle. A lot of Mecky uh, Becton, um, you know, some Andrew Thomas and, you know, a bunch uh, on Alabama's offensive tackle, uh, Jedrick Wills. But I don't recall seeing Tristan Wirfs that high. Maybe I'm forgetting one. I don't know. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, number five to the Miami Dolphins. Again, it's never going to work out this way because, you know, again, outside of the Giants at number four, everything else in the top five pretty much chalk, but I just don't see it working out that way. And even extending to number six and Justin Herbert and the Chargers and number seven, uh, the Panthers and Isaiah Simmons, they get their playmaking linebacker in this particular mock draft. And Jedrick Wills goes uh, to the Cardinals at number eight and so on and so forth. I mean, this is how I've seen a lot of mock drafts, but we all know there's just craziness and teams panic and teams, um, you know, do all sorts of different things. So, Uh, We have to be prepared for any and all options. But so far, this particular mock draft makes a whole lot of sense and is pretty standard, at least in the top 10. Now, we fast forward ahead to the Redskins at their next pick. Of course, right now, and we just talked about not having a second round pick, or I should say uh, having Trent Williams and... Quentin Dunbar and wanting a second round pick, maybe for both, maybe for one, who knows? Uh, They don't have a second round pick right now. So we skip ahead to the third round. Again, number 66 overall, 
And Jordan Reed has the Redskins taking Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver junior, uh, eligible from the University of Michigan. 6'2", 208 pounds, uh, and they list uh, his pros as you know a great blend of size, hands, skills, athleticism, uh, and they really blame the erratic quarter plaque play uh, at Michigan and kind of the Neanderthal-ish type offense uh, that kind of hurt a guy like that. Now, the negatives are... They say he lacks a dynamic twitch, quickness in short areas. That's kind of what I think the Redskins are looking for is that quick twitch, that quick burst off the line of scrimmage, and the guy that can run the tough routes underneath because ideally Terry McLaurin is going to be running the go routes and the deep posts and the deeper stuff. They're looking for a quick twitch Pierre Garçon. His best trait, ball skills, good, okay, his worst trait, again, short area quickness. I think that's what the Redskins are really ideally looking for in the next wide receiver that they add. The NFL comp, according to thedraftnetwork.com, is Hakeem Nix, who, of course, had some productive years for the Giants, and I believe it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I could be wrong on that, trying to remember. Uh, but the bottom line is, is Donovan Peoples-Jones is the pick from the Draft Network's Jordan Reed for the Redskins at number 60 overall. All right, so that's a Mock Draft Monday. We'll have more Mock Draft coverage throughout the week. Of course, everything's still changing based on free agency. Uh, coming up in our next episode, we've got to get into uh, a look-see at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, people that they uh, brought over, Wes Schweitzer, uh, that type of thing. Uh, as well, we've got to get into the Cam Newton situation. Um... And uh, all sorts of other things that we'll figure out as we go along. More mock traps, right? We've got time uh, as free agency now starts to wind down a little bit. Still plenty of good products out there uh, that the Redskins could possibly bring in. So we will see what this week brings us. But thanks, as always, for listening to the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Again, make sure you check out at Locked Redskins at Russellmania 621 RedskinsReport.com. As well, listen to me on 106.7 The Fan on the Radio.com app and by subscription Warpath Magazine. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us and the Locked On Podcast Network. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day.